Hello, everyone, and welcome to the episode 107 of Career Podcast. And yes, I've been a little bit sick, as you can see from the scratchiness of my voice a bit. So yeah, do let me know if you enjoy this type of voice more than usual, my normal usual voice, because in, in that case, I'll try to get get sick more than usual <laughs> for the podcast. That's the kind of dedication I have for this podcast. All right. Um, our today's guest is Kate, Miss Kate White-Footrolls. She's a digital artist focusing on digital isometric art from Berkshire, United Kingdom. Now, with that introduction out of the way, could you please give us a little, little bit of introdu- introduction on how you got into visual arts and design? Sure, no problem. Well, that was a lovely introduction. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, so how I got into into it. Um, so I've always been quite creative, um, but I, I, I'm not one of these people where it's like growing up, I was like, you know, I knew I wanted to be a 3D artist or I knew I wanted to be a designer. It wasn't really like that. Um, I just knew I kind of, I had this kind of creativity, um, but I kind of looked more towards business um, and how I could be creative within business. So um, I'm a marketing manager at the moment. Um, so this is kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a kind of side piece for me, all this for the 3D digital art. Um, but as I got into it at the beginning of the pandemic and I wanted to start something new, like a lot of people and um, took to Cinema 4D, which I'm sure you know, you know about, um, you know, the software and, and I, I just loved it. Like I, it's, it's one of those things. I've started a lot of projects in the past, right? Creative projects, like a lot of creative people do. Um, and nothing ever stuck, you know, uh, I, I just couldn't seem to kind of get the motivation to continue something or I drop projects or something. And then it just, uh, really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed, um, learning the, the software, um, and, and here we are now, um, and still learn, I would say still learning, but I'm, I think everyone's always learning. So that's how I went. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And, um, so, I mean, as for, for the dear audience, uh, who might be listening right now to the podcast, if you also check her profile, which I'm going to link in the captions below, as you can see, her first ever post is just from April 3rd of this year. So, you know, <laughs> it's been a quite a new venture for you i i assume yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah it hasn't it hasn't actually been that long but um i get you know as, as a lot of artists do online um you know uh, you'll get a couple of people dming you saying you know well, what what software do you use or they have questions or they say well um you know i, I you know, how do I do this and this and this? And it's like, well, you know, it's all about practice every day. You know, it's nonstop. If you want to achieve something, you know, you just have to practice and that's it, isn't it? You know? So. Yeah, exactly. And there's one thing before we move on on intervention as well, which I forgot. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, as everyone, I think, can kind of relate, the weather is getting pretty cold and it's kind of Mm -hmm. fall. It's very fall right now. And I hope everyone, and I kind of want everyone before listening to podcasts, if it's possible, get your warm beverage, whether it be coffee, hot chocolate or anything, get cozy up and just take a note, get, take a notepad, anything, like anything you can write on. It could be an iPad or anything and just enjoy listening to the podcast and just, uh, listen to the stories of the different people that might come on the show. And for me, that's that's something that I would love to have, 
and it's kind of something therapeutic and fun and like you know non-serious to have and enjoy in your routine and while learning from other people's experience and from that from that i want, also want to say that whenever you want to do something whether it be a project or anything like for example the thing i'm doing right now with the podcast is that um do something that you actually love love it yourself like you would yeah. actually consume as a content like that's something that is just sparked on my mind like like 30 seconds ago and i thought i give it a little bit of attention right now before we move on so yeah i, I hope you're, you're all cozied up and listening and enjoying that's this podcast that's a really good point actually um can create content that you would consume i love that I, I i really like that point so i'm glad you put attention to it and if you're getting a nice coffee pumpkin spice latte it is the season it is the season that is a that is my favorite coffee so i hope you'll drink yeah. that one. <laughs> awesome <laughs> and yeah and just before we move on to the next question i also want to mention that there's I have like at least five, six episodes right now lined up and like scheduled and agreed upon with different artists. So stay tuned because there's, I definitely want to reach the hundred episode goal by the end of this year in like the two, three, in the future two, three months. And I'm not talking about episode hundred, which I recorded with Mr. Reza Abbasi. I'm talking about like numerically, like recording hundred episodes in the year 2021. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And with all of those stuff out of the way, let's move on to the next question. And all right, so you mentioned that uh, you're working right now as a marketing agency director, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, marketing manager, yeah, marketing oh, agency. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, a marketing manager. And were you originally studying, uh, like when you were in high school or you wanted to get into university or college? Uh, I don't know how the system is in uh, England. Mm-hmm. Um, from then, what major did you want to go in? Like, what jobs or aspirations did you have at the time, and what changed it? And what basically, what road led you to the place you are right now? That's what I'm trying to ask. That's a great question. That is a really, really good question. So, I'm going to be really honest and say that I didn't do, I wasn't great in school, um, and I, I kind of, I, I left school um, quite early. So in the UK. Um, you have you have uh, you you kind of have your high school and then you have like a sixth form college type situation before going to university. So I didn't even make it really through sixth form college. I didn't get to university. Um, didn't really want to. To be honest, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. Um, I, I didn't know what my career goals were. Uh, so I did a bit of traveling instead. Um, yeah, and just kind of, I had a good, great time um, around, you know, 2021 and then um, kind of fell into, got back, thought, oh, you know, I need to get, you need to kind of start a proper job and, and fell into marketing really, went into a marketing agency and worked there. Um, I really, you know, I, I do enjoy marketing. Um, I think it's, it's, it is a, a creative um, avenue to go down. Um, so I kind of studied on the job really. So, um, worked my way up in different, um, companies and, um, and that's really how I got to where I am now, to be honest with you, um, kind of Monday to Friday, but with, you know, a lot of flexibility and things. So, and commuting to London when I need, and, and obviously with the pandemic, it's, everyone's got a lot more, I think it's slowed everyone down. 
I don't know about you, but I mean, I was going at 100 miles an hour um, before COVID. And now with the pandemic, you know, it's it's really kind of put into perspective for me what it is I want to do moving forward, what it is I'm passionate about. Um, and I found a new love for 3D, 3D art. So... Yeah, and uh, that's that's kind of like interesting because <laughs> I really don't like to talk much about the whole COVID pandemic thing, like because it's just a cursed thing to talk about <laughs> for me. For me, yeah. but yeah. the interesting thing is that the way I could put it is just it's extremely polarizing thing and topic because you either benefited from it a lot. Or your life got ruined a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's there's yeah. not much of an in-between. Mm. And I'm actually glad that it wasn't necessarily the negative parts mostly for you. So yeah, I mean, good good job with that. And and you're also you're already on the beginning stages of your like, you know, art journey. So yeah, I mean best of luck to you in the future. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's it, it's the beginning. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, it was awful. You know, it was awful, the pandemic. We'll go into it too much detail. But I think, um, you know, for me personally, on a personal level, um, I tried to make the best out of a bad situation. And um, it's only the beginning of the art. And, I, and, you know, I'm just trying to kind of learn as I go and meet new people like yourself and be on great podcasts and um yeah we'll see how it goes all right awesome and uh, thank you so much for the compliment by the way <laughs> and all right the next question is what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on and tell us about your experience from the start of it until now and of course as i mentioned in the introduction you're right now focusing on digital isometric art and i assume that is the design you're working on currently so tell us about it how's the yeah. journey been so far yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, so you're right. It is um, digital isometric art. So when I was um, kind of beginning to like learn about the software of Cinema 4D, uh, obviously, like a lot of people, um, when you're teaching yourself, you use YouTube tutorials. Um, you know, I was, I mean, I was doing every single tutorial that was that was out there um on the software and then i found one um which was for um isometric uh, kind of an isometric room isometric design and it's just it was really intriguing to me that you could kind of have a certain perspective on a piece of art that you could see every single angle of 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 the piece of of what you're designing so um and i liked the fact that that could be a room or it could be a scene um something along those lines but you can see every single thing within that scene um and i don't know visually for me when i when i was looking at other people's isometric designs it's just it it was kind of content that i would consume so i thought then, you know, let's make it content I'd like to create. Um, and then after that tutorial that I found on YouTube, just try, trying to make it my own, put my own spin on things. There are other artists out there, isometric artists, who are absolutely outstanding, um, really, really incredible. And, you know, I, I, obviously they're, they're part of the, the kind of community um, and, and, you know, it's just it's great that I can obviously talk to them and, 
um, learn from them and, uh, you know, feel inspired. Um, there's some pretty good artists out there. Definitely. All right. And um, speaking of artworks and artists, I want to ask you this. How does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a project? And by the projects, I mean the projects you're, you've worked on, like the isometric stuff. Sure. So in terms of kind of how do I get the idea, how does the uh, the process kind of happen? Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. From the zero to like the finished product. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good question, actually. Um, so I normally, I try to take inspiration wherever I go. So um, if, if I'm going to like a new place or let's even a library, you know, so I'm going to a museum, you know, you look around you, um, take, you know, you, you get a feel for a place. Um, and I, if I'm thinking about, if I'm going places and, and I get ideas that come to my mind, you know, I've got a list on my phone, I, I make notes and things. So um, normally I have an idea quite far ahead of time of my next like two or three artworks that I'd like to create. Um, but it takes me between 20 or 30 to 30 hours, I think, to complete an art piece. So I, I have a notebook, I do some drawings, um, and then that's kind of the first initial stage. And um, I know in my mind kind of how roughly how it will look. Um, and I know the kind of themes I want because um what I want is every kind of piece to have a, a particular theme to it um on my page I do have a couple of branded rooms which um you know when you, when you're linking a brand to a kind of theme it works because they have a kind of brand identity that a lot of people um are you know are aware of and brand colors and things. Um, and then I, I kind of branched out a bit and I tried to do things, um, you know, it, it all sticks with an isometric design. And, um, but I just, it's the theme that I want to come through. I want basically people to feel like they're there or, or they feel like they relate in some kind of way to that particular room. Like they've seen, it feels like they've seen it before, for example. Um, uh, so the process, yeah, like I said, 20 to 30 hours, pretty much every day um just yeah working on it uh i'm trying to do more animated rooms um and i think yeah definitely in time i'll do a lot more of those um and then just ending up rendering them at the end and and um, posting them on social media and that's how it goes all right awesome yeah. and Actually, the next qu the next question actually is something that I recently added to like the my bag of questions that I ask people. When I think it's yeah. kind of like an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever experienced ex if you ever. All right, I'm just gonna ask the question and go with it. Yeah, go. What was, what was the first art job paycheck you ever got, and what was it for, and how did you feel when you got it? Um, sorry, say the, say the question. What was the first what? Sorry. What was the first paycheck, art paycheck you ever got? Paycheck you got with art and what was it for? And like, how did you feel at the time? Um, so I, I don't really do much commission anymore. Um, but there, I did do, when I was starting to learn earlier this year, I did a piece um, for someone reach out to me, uh, uh, this American gentleman um from LA and and he was like 
he just reached out. He wanted to do, he wanted like a gaming room. Um, so, you know, I gave that a go and, he, you know, he liked it. But I, do you know what? That, that was probably the, one of the only commissioned work that I've done, to be honest with you, because I, I prefer, I'm one of those people that prefer kind of creating what I want to create. I, that sounds awful, doesn't it? But um, I don't like kind of having a client or a customer uh, in mind. So um, I've, I've, I think like a lot of artists, I've looked more towards the NFT route, which I don't know. I'm sure people have discussed on this podcast. Yeah, of course, a lot. <laughs> really? Have they? I yeah. bet. <laughs> yeah, myself as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an area of it. It's obviously a lot of people within the industry are aware of NFTs and it's very new, um, very new. And I think it's brilliant. And I think it's it's going to completely change the way we view art. Uh, and I think we're only at the beginning, to be honest with you. Um, I know crypto at the moment hasn't been great in terms of the market. But I do, I really, really believe it's the beginning of it. And I think it's really exciting that people like you and I are aware of it so early on. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of interesting. It's kind of nice that you kind of segued into the crypto and NFT and stuff like that, because we can talk about it as well. Because why? Because we reached the general art chat section of the podcast, which we can just, you know, talk about, you know, just freestyle stuff for now, yeah. for a while. <laughs> And okay. so right, let's continue with the whole NFT and crypto stuff a bit. I actually want to share some of my thoughts. I recently, you know, made some conclusions myself. And whatever I'm going to say is going to be a little bit of our generalization because in order to explain all of the subjects I'm going to talk about, it's going to take a lot of time. And I'm not going to make this podcast, your podcast that is especially dedicated to you into a boring, you know, just... <laughs> talk about nfts and technical stuff like that but here's the thing just just one thing i want to kind of like you know touch on sure. is that a lot of people artists you know of course you know people uh their motivations their thoughts their actions the way they treat you is really dependent on you know in the nft space of course how much they can benefit from you and of course, you know, shocker, that's like it, that's not a new human trait ever, you know, it's not a newly discovered trait, <laughs> but it's something that I've kind of recently discovered that people subconsciously fall into the even that, all right, they think they like the NFT space, but they don't at all. They like it because they don't even know it that they like it because of, they like it because it's just, they think they can, oh, I can I can make some Ethereum and get some money. It's just it's just money driven and it's not okay, I think. Yeah. Like here's the thing, it's it's cool to have a business plan and you know benefit off of like the vastness of the solar technology and all of that. It's okay. But there's a difference when you're kind of like stagnating your art style and just making stuff resembling the stuff that's kind of sold for like i don't know 0.008 ethereum and you just keep copying pasting the same style and calling yeah. it art and not just that like jesus like a lot of people don't even message like at first they initially they will get in contact with you because they think oh they can so they think you have connections or they can benefit somehow from you 
And once they know that's not the case and you're just, you're not in the same headspace as theirs, they won't even look at your messages. Like that's yeah. just weird. The, the, the main thing from all the stuff that they talked about is just a lot of artists are just turned into this money-driven goblins at this point. Yeah. And, yeah, goblins, I tell- and, and I would say goblins because I would say just artists, money-driven artists, but when you have no principle as a human, and you just uh, disregard other aspects of your character and principles, you're just, in my opinion, turning into a goblin. Yeah, I completely, yeah. I know, I completely agree. I think I've seen, a lot of times, I've seen um, people kind of only creating art that they think would sell as NFTs. So they're not, it doesn't seem like they're doing it because necessarily they enjoy creating art. They're just doing it, like you said, for for, for some for some money or for some crypto, you know, um, and I, I, I that's not obviously what it was intended for. I don't think, and what the purpose of NFTs are, but um, I mean, it, but you're always going to get stuff like this. As soon as things come out, you'll get people who jump on the bandwagon and and do it simply for the money. It's but uh, you know, for existing digital artists which I am not one of those because obviously I started after NFTs kind of came into play. But let's say, you know, an artist that started in 2016, you know, that's a great platform for them to now finally be able to sell their art through NFTs. And I think that's brilliant. Whereas before, how would how would they get there? How would they earn a living? It would be through commissions. Um, and not a lot of people want to do that. Well, I mean, some people might. I'm not one of those people. But um I think the NFT space is interesting. I'm not in it. I I, I do have, um, I'm on foundation. So I do have a kind of um, an account, um, but I haven't, uh, I'm not necessarily um, selling anything at the moment. Uh, but it's an interesting space for now, for me. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I just want to clear that up. I'm not shaming anyone for wanting to get into crypto space, by the way. <laughs> it's just, there's like, for anyone who might not understand, just go on Twitter for a while and just look yeah. at people. The amount uh, of toxic positivity, fake toxic positivity that is in this community. All right, guys, we're, we're all in this together, bro. We're to the moon. We're going to get our bids and we're all just one big happy family. <laughs> Check out my gallery, maybe. Oh, no. Like, dude, take a step back and just look at yourself in the mirror. Like, have some self-awareness. Jesus. Honestly, you're so right. Please just look at Twitter, search NFTs, and you'll see it all on there, I'm sure. Yeah, and another thing is that another interesting piece, hit piece I saw like earlier, I think around... Uh, 80% of all the NFT tokens available on all on the Ethereum blockchain is owned by seven, 17% of addresses. That's something interesting I saw. Wow. And okay. here's the thing. If any time in the, in the future or like all throughout all history, if you just study a bit in the trends, even in the just past 10, 15 years, if you have a good idea, unique take on something, whether it be in it does regardless of the technology or the things that's going on you're going to get traction you don't need to sell out you don't need to like you know um try to hustle out connections or stuff like that you know just 
this is of course my opinion you could just write a comment and just say hey Ramtin, screw you i don't believe in you you're just an asshole you you're just salty you didn't get any ethereum or something like that yeah all right you could say that all right i respect your opinion you, you can have your own way but just be original to your own art and passion i mean that's I mean, here's the thing. I can understand people who might be in dire need of, like, you know, some sort of capital in order to fix a problem in their life. And I don't know. Who am I to judge? I mean, that's fine. But if that's not the case, then, bro, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally, I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people like that out there, aren't mm, there? So, yeah. And especially in, in a lot of discord servers like it's there's oh these sort of pretentiousness in this soul a lot of them that like it's like an illusion that they accepted to believe themselves it's kind of they like they fool themselves like some of the recently i'm not talking about crypto punks i mean there's a valid reasons why crypto punks are so valuable there's an actual valid reason why it's valuable i'm not talking about necessarily the technical art aspect of it mm-hmm. um and I'm not going to go into details of that, but the thing is that a lot of people see, oh, Elon Musk memes, Dogecoin memes. I'm going to make art about that. Yeah. People like collectibles. I'm going to make this trash collectible of this just bizarre amalgamation of splattering. Dots. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I, if for anyone who's been to crypto, crypto space, you've seen this stuff a lot. Like cheap art, a lot of cheap art. But the thing is, a lot of like actual good artists who've been working on their art for years that entered in the early stages of the NFT, they've skyrocketed to the top yeah. and they're well-deserved. Yeah. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't because of their art was actually good. And yeah. And like I said, they started way before NFTs, didn't they? Way, so they... way before. Yeah. But right now, they're absolutely booming. I mean, there's a handful of artists that, you know, um, that I follow who, I mean, before NFT, I mean, NFTs completely took their career and kind of skyrocketed their, their, you know, and I just think, like you said, well-deserved. But I think for anyone starting out or uh, interested in the space, um, you know, research and, but I, I think I think the main focus should be just producing the art you want to produce and enjoying it and not treating it as like, you know, for money purposes, just, yeah. Enjoy what you're creating. Yeah, exactly. Just like genuine deeds and actions and thoughts always shine through in front of people. You know, there's, I don't want to sound like this preachy wise guy or something but that's that's something legit you will encounter in life you know this fact that genuineness in anything will shine through definitely definitely completely agree and speaking of like you know some of the artists we just some of the artists we just mentioned like uh you said you followed some artists in the nft space and stuff like that i also want to ask you this who mm-hmm. are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most also tell me some of your favorite nft artists as well while you're on that oh that is a good question do you know what it's really it's really funny because people ask i've been asked this before and it's um because these these people like for me i use obviously i use my name like you asked me this as well it's like you know Kate Whitefoot Rolls, that's my name. But a lot of them use like funky usernames that when I <laughs> try and explain, they don't use their normal name. Um, but 
one of them is uh, one of the main people that inspired me was um, it's, it's like F V C K Render. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't swear on here, but obviously, you know. Oh, you um, can swear on here, by the way. Oh, I can. Okay, so Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you know, you never know, do you? But um, so yeah, I guess it's, I guess he's obviously putting his fuck render. But he has been. He's one of the people that we were just talking about. So he started. Oh my gosh! I mean, we're talking years and years ago. 2014, 2015. I mean, when digital 3D art was like no one even knew anything about it. Um, and then NFTs completely, I mean, he's just booming, but he, his art is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Like just blew me away. Um, yeah. And then obviously you've got the main ones, like, you know, you've got Beeple. I'm sure you've heard of Beeple who hasn't. Um, but you know, I kind of, I, I knew about Beeple before the big auction that happened back in March. Um, but I mean, he's got some wacky stuff. Um, but in terms of isometric, um, isometric designs, um, there's Aaron Carr. He's got a crazy surname, but, um, he produces some absolutely incredible isometric designs. I mean, I, I don't, I only follow, to be honest, I only follow like kind of 60 people who, and I, all of them are, you know, really inspiring to me. Banksy, um, was my first art love, you know, Banksy, who doesn't, um, exactly. he, <laughs> he doesn't live, he, he, well, he, she, whoever Banksy is, um, uh, kind of, you know, is from, from Bristol, Bristol isn't far from where I am. Um, but it, like, I think the kind of concept around Banksy's art, um, going against, it was, it was just, he produced art. Uh, and, and all that graffiti when it wasn't cool, you know, it was um, vandalism. Um, and I like that, you know, he went against that or she or whoever. Um, there's, a, there's a variety of people, um, but yeah, just that inspire me every day. So, yeah. yeah. And there's one thing I forgot to also mention um, to talk mm -hmm. about, it, which is um you also did a hit piece like uh like a piece from like insp inspired from a squid game like in one of your recent posts and before i ask you about this like you know mm -hmm. getting to the answer i want to mention something you know to the people who listen to the podcast like this is actually such a good method to organically grow your art career or social media stuff like before squid game what was the there was a lot of like you know major netflix hits but it was i think queen's gambit the last queen's one that really blew, blew yeah. up a lot of yeah. people blew up from that and you know doing a squid game stuff um but of course i mean it should be in a way that it adds your artistic spin to it don't just make something for the sake and put the hashtags for the sake of like just getting a little bit of traction that doesn't work really and yeah i mean that's actually something interesting an interesting method to organically grow your art uh, social media pages and yeah with that out of the way tell us about the piece a bit explain to us what it is yeah i think do you know what you really um you hit the nail on the head there in terms of um kind of taking a kind of you know like the netflix series queen's gambit and then obviously squid game completely blew up there was a lot of people um within the digital art space jumping on the bandwagon of creating their own spin on things and i'm um, 
I really like that because it's like it's like a community coming together around a particular theme or or um, uh, you know a topic, and then it's interesting to see what people create, right? Um, and I think what I really wanted to do with it with for Squid Games was to obviously create an isometric design that linked to, to not just one scene within the series, um, but kind of had elements of different of all the different things. Because something that was really interesting to me about Squid Games, which I haven't seen before, was that um, each episode had such a unique and a theme to it in terms of the colours, the visuals, the props. Um, you know everything the wallpaper if you really take time to look and 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 really look vision look at the visuals that they're showing you can use that within your art um it's a bit like if i link it to my other work in terms of um different brands like vivian westwood or tiffany and co they use their brand identity um like tiffany's blue um it's you know everyone you know people know the brand through even that color even that turquoise blue so it's just it's looking at the details i think for me it's all about details which really can can you can put your artwork to a different dimension it can really make it stand out um and make it kind of seem quite you know quite clever to the visual eye um so yeah, even and, and actually, it doesn't have to be series and things or brands. It can be even like um, Halloween. Um, my next piece, I'll probably do just before and and um, send that out. That's what I'm planning on doing. But you know, it can be uh, holiday seasons and just people things that people relate to. You know, um, that give them a, a feel good factor. Um, that's what I think as well. Can can obviously increase uh, engagement for your art. Because that's what people want, isn't it? That you know, you don't want to spend hours and hours creating a piece of work for five people to to see it. You know, because of the beauty of social media, you want more people to kind of see it and appreciate what you've created and and give you constructive feedback. I absolutely get constructive feedback. You know, um, on DMs and things, people telling me or you know, or, or they've noticed that I've made an error in some of my artwork. I love that. I don't mind that. I make errors all the time. You probably you could play spot the difference in some of my art. You know, it's fine. It's no problem. Everyone's learning, and um, but yeah, the community is amazing. That's what I've. That's the main takeaway that I absolutely love the 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 three D art community. Not just isometric, everything. You know, um, I'm not necessarily. Um, I don't know much about the kind of game. You know, the the virtual games and things, the game design, that that type of industry. Um, I'm not too aware of that one, but um, 3D art and things, Blender, Cinema 4D, Maya, Autodesk, that kind of thing. Great community. So I went on a bit of a tangent there, I feel. No, Sorry. it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's actually something interesting because out of all the art communities that's out there, I seen and heard it myself a lot personally that 3D art community is surprisingly the most like welcoming and just informative community of them all like i mean i'm not like compared to other other ones like i'm of course other ones are also built super welcoming and there's a lot of you know cool people friendly people out there who help you yeah. put their time in to you know help you you know to help you grow as an artist but yeah it's it's kind of interesting that the 3d art community is so vast and just welcoming and hospitable more than others yeah, and you know what? There's so many people learning, and uh, I really, I like, I like the fact that 
I know people um, do reach out and they ask me questions on certain things and, and how they get into the space. And I think it's really funny because I, I don't know why they'd come to me. Like I'm still learning myself, you know, this is for me, I'm God, I'm like a nobody, you know, why would they come to me? But um, if I can help, you know, that's, that's great, but it's just, um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You just kind of, I think it's really good to, once you see more engagement coming through and you get better at your art, it's just to remember where you came from and how hard it was. Because at the beginning, when you're learning a software, it's difficult. It's not easy. Um, and it's not always enjoyable when you can't understand things <laughs> or get your head around things. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And all right, we just spoke about one of your works, which was a Squid Game work. And another question is, what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project is it? If you can tell us about, if you don't want, you don't mind sharing, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, that's fine. Um, so yeah, so obviously Halloween's coming up um, soon. Um, I'm really hoping to get a piece out before then. Um, I'm in the process of kind of uh, t trying a, a different skill set um, in terms of I'm trying to get more into animating uh, the spaces and the scenes. Um, so hopefully uh, I'm going to try something new and see if that works. Um, but that will be it. It will be it be a kind of Halloweeny type isometric scene. Um, that's what what's coming up next. Uh, I've got some really exciting plans for the next. Uh, few weeks um so yeah uh people can expect to see something a bit different um and yeah that, that's it so next one yeah halloween that's basically what it's on so all yeah. right awesome and the next question is kind of interesting because it kind of branches out a little bit away from all the technical questions and all of that Mm -hmm. which is what area beside the area or you're working on right now would you be interested to explore and learn in the future? Another way I would rephrase this question is imagining the perfect scenario where you don't then have to worry about money or time or resource or anything. You could do anything. You could learn anything. You could literally do anything. What aspirations and dreams or anything you have and you would pursue Ooh. in that situation? That is a really good question. That is a really good question. Um, so if I didn't have to worry about money or anything, do you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to, uh, I'd like to own um, my own uh, NFT art gallery. So not, it doesn't have to be necessarily NFTs. Uh, it doesn't have to be where people are selling anything, but to have a gallery that is solely digital. Everything is digital focused um, in the real world. So like it's like a really like a small kind of gallery in London or something where I could feature and showcase other people's art. Um, obviously, it'd be nice as well as my own, but like, you know, I kind of something, something along those lines I'd quite like to do. I'd quite like to have, I, I love galleries. I really, really like going to galleries. And I think um, there's obviously now with NFT, you know, with the whole NFT space and things, I think there's, and I did actually go to an NFT exhibition in uh, Covent Garden, in London uh, a couple of months ago um, that was hosted by Institute. Uh, and that was, that was incredible. That was, I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, and I'd love to do something, but it was only pop-up. So it wasn't a, wasn't a long, it's not, I mean, it's not there anymore. Um, so 
yeah, something maybe something along those lines. Um, but at the moment, I'm really happy, obviously, producing art and just seeing where, where it goes. Again, like I said, I think we're at the beginning and uh, of something that I think will get bigger and bigger and bigger in the digital art space. So it's an exciting time to be a part of, I think. Yeah, exactly. And well, we've reached the final segment of the podcast, which is called the final words and i'm going to explain it a bit like before like in like 10 in the first like 100 episodes i i would say of the podcast the last section was like the timeline section and i think you can see the third post of each guest is, is still called timeline which is kind of like false because in the past five six episodes i haven't done that it's just something else <laughs> Um, but I've just, I've just been too lazy to change that. Yeah. Sue me. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, basically the timeline section was how someone, you know, started their art journey and how people can learn to become, come to the place where they are in a general fashion, which is, I think at this point, my philosophy has changed the podcast and I'm want to be more story oriented and personality oriented than just, you know, focusing on technical aspect because, Hey, you can. I've done 100 episodes like that, and I want to do something new and different cool that I like. And also, there's Google and YouTube, so yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah. um, The final words section is basically like this. Um, Imagine right now, well, you don't have to imagine. It's actually true. You right now have like a limited amount of time available to you right now to communicate to any individual who might be listening to this episode at this point of the episode in any point in the future. Like anyone who might listen to the podcast in a week, in a year, in 10 years, in 30 years, even maybe like who who have reached, maybe like there's people probably like sitting and started a career podcast marathon and they started from episode one and they're at episode 107 and they're here. Like, you know that that would be kind of cool. Um, that would be so cool. to a, yeah to anyone who's to anyone who you might be kind of communicating right now as a human, what any is there any messages or message you want to share with? What would that be? Sorry if I phrase that question in a bit of broken way, but yeah, I try my best. I love questions like this because I feel like. I really want to be able to say something really profound and that takes people back and is um, really deep and philosophical. Um, But I think, I think for me, when it comes to anything in life, I think having, keeping a a really open mind, staying humble um, and embracing change. um, I think just, being self-aware enough to just be to be grateful about things and and understand where you're going and keep keep your mind on on track and um, just take time for yourself as well for your mental self for your mental health and you know uh, and your being and things and I think um, that takes time um, but yeah I don't know I think I think for me. Um, it's just important for people to be self-aware enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was a really good question. You've thrown me off a bit, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, openness, being open-minded and yeah, all that kind of good stuff, I think. That's what I, I would say. 
Yeah, and that's kind of interesting because I also want to mention something right now that we're in the end of the podcast, which is uh, our today's guest, Miss Kate Whitefoot Rolls, is our third guest that is part of the LGBTQ community. So, you know, yes. that's an awesome fun fact trivia to know <laughs> for this episode. And yes, being open minded is actually like fits well with the theme of what I just said. Yeah, it's, it's, do you know what I love? Like the community, LGBT plus community. Um, you know, it's an amazing community to be, to be a part of. And you know, um, I, I was able a lot, and I was I was able um, to uh, marry my partner, my beautiful wife, this year, which was absolutely incredible. Um, and I feel so blessed to be able to have that um, in the UK. And to be able to to marry in the UK, so um, I really hope if there is someone listening to this in thirty years' time that they're listening and they're saying that's so ridiculous, like it's absolutely fine for people to be gay. Like I can't believe that was ever an issue, but unfortunately, at the moment, it, it really is in in a lot of places. So, um, so, but I find within the art community, um, there, are, there there's beautiful people. Um, a lot of beautiful people, a lot of open people, a lot of liberal people. Um, so it's a very safe, uh, for me, personal experiences, our community seems like quite a safe space for LGBT plus people. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've kind of seen that trend a bit myself as well. And well, we've reached the end of this episode. Thank you. So thank you to anyone who tuned in and listened to this podcast. And thank you so much. Uh, Miss Whitefoot Rolls for um, to joining us for this episode and no, where can people you. contact you if they had any questions is your Instagram ID okay if I put it down in the captions absolutely yeah if anyone have any questions that's fine just send me a message DM or anything and I, I you know I'll respond um, I try to always respond um, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast I've really enjoyed hey, my myself. pleasure alright awesome alright take care everyone see you next episode bye, bye.